You are now listening to a Los Wise Guys production. What's up, and welcome to your weekly wisdom on the Los Wise Guys podcast, where we reflect on various topics for your amusement. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media. Like, subscribe, share, rate, and review. And don't forget to pray. I am your host, Eslam, the architect, Ra, God of the Sun, accompanied by Daniel, Papa Sunkiller, Madman. I'm back to work and I don't like your risotto. Yeah. How you doing, Dan? Del and Del <laughs> mean the same thing. They both mean of the in Spanish. It's just yeah. So let's talk about Guillermo del Toro, which <laughs> is the director of our movie. Which is uh, welcome to another episode of Rate and Review. Rate and Review. Yeah, that's why Danny said it so slow. Um, if you didn't pick up on that, um, but yes, yeah, so we picked a movie this time by the director. The awesome director Guillermo del Toro, <clears throat> and me and Dan right before we recording, we were talking about his name, and uh, Dan was asking me, um, or not asking me, but telling well, me. It, it kind of just came up with. Uh, I was just thinking out loud, and I said, "I wonder if back in the 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 days of the old del Toros, that <laughs> maybe it used to be referred to as de el Toro." Because it means the same thing. De means of and El means the. So his name is Guillermo of the Toro, of the bull. Um, so I, w- I'm just, I was just thinking out loud and thinking, I was like, I wonder if way back in the day, instead of Del, it was just De El. And Whatever, just remove the D and that's my favorite ride from uh, Six Flags. Yeah, as we refer to, Guillermo El Toro. <laughs> yes, Guillermo El Toro. Um, yeah, uh... We finally picked. Well, I finally picked because yeah, it took me a while we're to waiting pick. Waiting on that, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, uh, I finally picked because uh, I didn't know if I wanted to do Pan's Labyrinth mm-hmm. or pick another movie. But I think I had already decided, and I was looking at all these other movies, and I was just like, nah, nah. And I was like, who am I kidding? We'll I already you. picked. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll tell you what. If if this is our second time ever doing a rate and review. Yes. Um if if you want you could go back and <clears throat> excuse me check out the previous one we did was uh El Hoyo yes. uh in English known as The Platform available on Netflix also a uh Spanish movie. Um very good yeah. movie. Um, did not know um even though you said you said it on the, on while we were talking uh I think I mentioned it on El Hoyo the next movie I wanted. I was thinking about doing Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. And we spoke about it later, and then you're like, "Oh, it's another Spanish movie," and I was like, "I did not like hear that at all." Yeah. No, that's fine. You just ignore me. You're just waiting to interrupt me. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And then <laughs> when I started watching it, I was like, "Why is there subtitles? Why is this Spanish?" Yeah. And I thought I picked the wrong movie. Yeah, no. I had to go look at it, and it's like a Spanish Mexican movie by Guillermo del Toro, and I was no. like, "Oh shit!" Well, Eslam, for for people who didn't see the last or listen to the last episode rate and review do you want to tell them what rate and review is so rate and review is when dan and i get together we pick a movie <clears throat> well mostly movie um we'll do video games every now and then if me and dan play the same video game which is not gonna happen a lot um uh maybe tv shows we'll see i feel like we have a better chance doing video games than tv shows but yeah yeah because tv shows are just really long well, that and we don't like the same shows. True. I feel like we like more of the same video games than we do shows, but you never play video games. Yes, very true. So we'll probably stick with more movies and video games. Yeah. And then we'll get together and uh, we'll tell you a little bit about it, our thoughts on the movie, and uh, we'll rate uh, the movie. And then we'll keep a track of all our ratings. And then, we, you know what? We'll actually eventually put up our ratings of these movies and a list of movies we saw yeah. on the website when the website goes up. Yeah, absolutely. So we do that. That'll be, we, some, yeah. that'll be something for you guys to look forward to um, in the future when the website is uh, finished and yep. goes up. 
And we yeah. also, uh, we did for the last movie, so we are for this one too. We kind of go through the plot. Yeah. Discuss what's going on in the movie. So that way, if you have seen the movie, um, you can kind of, you know, go along with us on this magical journey. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't seen it, feel free to pause this, go watch Pan's Labyrinth, come back when you can. Yep. Go yep. watch Pan's Labyrinth. It's actually a really fun movie. Um, and I can understand why this movie was such a big deal when it came out. Now that I've seen it finally, mm-hmm. uh, like 20 years later. Yep. Came out in 2006. Uh, <laughs> it felt a lot older. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I literally just saw it. Like once you said that, I was like, Oh, what year was this that I just saw it? Yeah. So what are we? 2020, 14 years later. Oh, that's not no, bad. you're close. You're close. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I was a try to correct you. I was, I was just saying. And, um, I can understand why it was such a big deal when it came out. Um, so let's start with the, with the plot. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, this, is, this no, no, God, no. See, I saw the movie today. Yeah. I am very tired. <laughs> Okay. So me watching this movie, uh, thank God I had seen it. I saw it like years ago in school, in high school, which I I was thinking about. I was like, I'm pretty sure I saw it like in a Spanish class. So I guess it was one of Spanish classes that you weren't in with me. If it was, well, I was we only, only did, Spanish one and two. Well, you were you were you four. in my were you in my one? I thought you were just in my two. No, I was in your two. Yeah, I was Spanish one. I took with uh, Mr. Valle. Okay. Yeah. So it was just two. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. two with Flora. Yeah. I'm pretty uh, yeah. with uh, Senora. Yeah, I want to say I saw it my freshman year. Okay. So, so, but I remember watching it then, and I remember I think I missed a day of school. So, that's that was like I missed like a solid like thirty minutes of that movie, and trying to watch that movie while missing thirty minutes of it, it was a little <laughs> it was a little confusing. <laughs> so I saw it today, but like I said, I was very tired. Um, my dog was uh, just annoying me the whole time. Yeah. And yeah, so there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of elements. So I'm, I'm I remember most of it. Uh, I'm gonna have to, you know, fall back on you for the plot though. Okay, <clears throat> uh, so I, I do so have it pulled up just in case. I had though. started watching the movie when we were supposed to record this last week, mm-hmm. and then I had to stop because <clears throat> I had um had deadlines and stuff, and I couldn't just like concentrate on it. So, and then I I just started. I picked up from where I left off, so I don't remember exactly how the movie started but i'm pretty sure it started with the uh the main character who's ophelia mm-hmm. um not pan huh not <clears throat> yeah not pan <laughs> <laughs> was there was there a pan throughout this whole movie um in the entirety of the movie no but i did look this up so um the the fauno because in spanish the movie is called uh, labyrinto del fauno which yeah, translates the fawn, to the, yeah. the fawn's labyrinth Okay, so if you guys don't know what a fawn is, yeah, it is. Uh, do you do you remember Hercules? Yes. Uh, do you remember Phil? Uh, no, uh, Danny DeVito. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So he is a fawn. Yes. A half man, half goat. Yes. If you also want to know another depiction of a fawn, if you uh, remember the line, "The Witch in the Wardrobe." Yep. If you remember James McAvoy, aka Professor X, He's he was the fawn. <clears throat> that w- he was the fawn in the movie. I don't remember that movie that well, to be honest with you. Yeah, he was a little goat man. Uh, I forgot his name, but yeah. So <clears throat> that is what a fawn is. Um, also, half, half man. Also, in uh, in I'm sorry, in like Roman mythology, Greek mythology, there is a deity who is a fawn who is named. Pan. Oh, and that's really? where it comes from. So the the fawn in that movie's name better be Pan and it doesn't have remember he it. doesn't have a name. No, fuck that. His remember? name is Pan. Remember his name is as old as time that only the the, the wind in the trees the wind, know his yeah. name because he is a mountain. Yeah, apparently <laughs> that name is Pan. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <clears throat> Asshole. Don't take a drink at the same time. The whole point <laughs> of a podcast <laughs> is when one person takes a drink, the other person can fill in time. You can't. I was taking the drink first. I wasn't looking because, like, I think we literally looked away and took a drink at the no, same time. No, I saw it at the corner of my eye. I was like, I, t- I stopped quick. I was like, oh, no. Oh, um, man. But, um, so yeah, that's where the pan came from. So, actually, I think the, the movie starts with a little uh, narrator saying the backstory of 
the princess of the king of the underworld. I think it was Princess she, Moana. Yeah. Uh, which is now a Disney princess, a Hawaiian Disney princess. Is it? Oh yeah, the yeah, the rock. <laughs> yeah. Um <clears throat> So he's the fa- he's the he's pan. <laughs> <laughs> the rock is pan. Yeah, yeah, he is. Get it? Um, he's the mountain. <laughs> That yes, that is true. <laughs> it all yes. makes sense. Who would have known this is a WWE film? <laughs> um, so he talks about how the uh, uh, the daughter has been lost in the human realm, and he opened these portals, or he left these portals for her to be able to return. And uh, she has to do like three tasks and whatnot. So we meet our uh, main character. Her name is Ophelia. Again, not Pen, Ophelia. And uh, she's riding in a, uh, a car mm-hmm. and with uh, escorts, <clears throat> with like army escorts and whatnot. Yeah, it's like a little caravan. Because yeah. during this time, what was it, 1944? Yeah, it's during World War II. It takes place in Spain. Yeah, there was a civil war in Spain at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, we... What happened? Nothing. Oh, okay, um, and then we we see Ophelia. She, they they take a stop because her mother gets a little sick, and mm-hmm. you see she, that she's pregnant, so she mm-hmm. gets a little um, motion sickness. And then in that time, Ophelia like explores a little bit. There's a statue with a broken eye. Um, she finds the broken piece. She puts it back, and that releases a like this giant cricket thing that flies and ophelia's like oh look i found a fairy and right when she said that like this is a dumb girl and i was like that's "That's not what a fairy fairy. looked like that's a that's a that's literally the same thought i had i was like bitch (laughs) do you know what a fairy looks like this movie's about a a, just a dumb child i was like that's a bug (laughs) like how is that how is it that the first thing you think of is oh a giant cricket equals fairy giant mutant cricket i don't know man shit came from chernobyl um So she's like, oh, I saw a fairy, blah, blah, blah. And then they get back in the car. They drive to where they were driving, which happens to be a um, like a small military camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's like this. Uh, we meet the main bad guy of the story, which is Captain Vidal and uh, the rest of his troops. And um, the the fairy, fairy, whatever thing follows her. And, yeah, I, uh, just w- I just want to jump in real quick. You, uh, you also discover at this point that this Captain Vidal is now married to Ophelia's mother. Yeah. And uh, it's it's his baby that uh, yeah, she's he pregnant her with. Up. And um, very early on in the movie, when uh, Ophelia's mother gets her back in the car after she finds the uh, cricket slash fairy, she's like, um, something, blah, 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 whatever, your father. And then she's like, but the captain's not my father. And she made it a point to say that. So it's <laughs> yeah. like throughout the whole movie, that's a thing going on. She's like, all right. She's like, you... Like she that like he married her mom, but she refuses to accept him as her father. Yeah, one thing while I was watching the movie is that I didn't know if what was happening to her was real mm-hmm. or was it her way of coping with her situation. Yeah. And, the the way I com- saw it, I, I didn't think any of it was real in my in my opinion. Yeah, and the way that Ha- it it comes to pass towards the end mm-hmm. to me when I'm like okay maybe this is not real yeah and this is just a child dealing with this immense stress yeah and uh, changed to her life yeah. uh, the best way she could and she created a fantasy world because she's also very much into reading books she's a big bookworm that's another thing they show early on she has like this yeah. pile of books she's carrying with her so it's like she's used to like those fantasy stories and stuff like that so it, like you said that would make perfect sense that. It's like a coping mechanism to deal with uh, moving to a new place, her mother being sick, having a new baby brother, or having a, a you know a, evil a, stepfather, yeah, an evil stepfather, and there being a civil war going around, going on. Yeah, why don't we see more evil stepfathers? It's usually an evil stepmother. Like, what know. the fuck, Disney? Why? Like, why? They, they, why they got to be evil? Why can't they just be normal? Yeah. What? What? What do you? What do you have against stepmothers? Like, why, the, like Disney movies and like all these other movies gave stepmothers a bad rap. Why can't they all be like the Brady Bunch, where Mike and Carol were nice step parents? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And they had Alice. Yeah, it's like there was this like one <clears throat> stretch of time where if you had a stepmother, she like hated you. Yeah. It was crazy. 
That's how it was. Um, <clears throat> now it's a weird time, but you know, with stepmothers. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so they get to the camp. You kind of get a feel of um, like the this captain, the way he treats the mom, the way he treats Ophelia. Um, all he cares about is his unborn son. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just like a, a walking vessel for to give him a son. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, they're they're fighting these gorillas uh, in the forest. They're trying to exterminate yeah. them. Not not the monkey kind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By gorillas, I mean uh, gorillas of war. Yeah. Um, bandits or yeah. whatnot that you know use gorilla tactics like in Vietnam. Yeah. Um, so, Ovila goes off and um, <clears throat> she goes off and explores, follows the ferry to um, this weird maze, like a stone maze, like in their backyard yeah. or something. Or AKA Labyrinth, yeah. right? She goes down the steps, she meets the fawn. Yeah. Um, he tells her, uh, you well, hang, are- on, hang on one second. Because I, I remember, this is one thing I remember thinking of in high school and I thought of again. So, she she meets the fawn right mm-hmm. and this creature I, I would have to imagine as a child is is one of the most terrifying things she's ever seen if not the most <coughs> terrifying thing she's ever seen in her life also it doesn't look like any fawn i've ever seen before no that's one of the things uh, also it, i didn't think it was a fawn i thought it was just, just some like type of devil. monster yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i thought um, it was a devil yeah the funny thing uh it was played by doug jones who at the time did a lot of other movies he was also the silver surfer Oh, and uh, really? If, yes, uh, oh, I, I could be. I could be one hundred percent wrong. I haven't fact checked on that, but I'm. I'm like ninety percent right. Uh, sure of it. That ninety percent <laughs> <90% a>, right. <laughs> just ten percent wrong. But um, no, I'm. I'm pretty sure it was him. Um, and I. W- I did a little bit of reading. Uh, when uh when I was on here uh when I was waiting for you to sign on, and it said uh, Doug Jones uh Guillermo del Toro gave him the script. It was like, hey, you have to play this so he played the fawn he played the pale man and i believe well that's pretty much all he did but uh doug jones does not speak spanish mm-hmm. so he was just like he was really excited to do the movie then he found out oh this is a spanish-speaking movie i'm gonna learn spanish and he basically taught himself how to say like they're just like learn how to say everything phonetically and it was like no i want to know what the words mean so it's like he went out of his way to learn like w- the dialogue and learn how to say it properly and all this other stuff. And I was like, that is cool. That's, re- that's an awesome thing. And then I go on they to read a voiceover. Yeah, they did a voiceover and they didn't use his voice anyway. <clears throat> but the cool thing is uh, they got some like, kind of like theater actor to do the voice. Mm-hmm. But because Doug Jones did such a good job mouthing the words correctly, yeah. that it matches up perfectly in the nice, movie. And that's nice. one thing I remember watching. I was like, because I was like, I know it's Doug Jones, and I, I'm pretty. I doubt he speaks Spanish, especially this well, and it's the Spain yeah. Spanish. So I was just like, Yeah, I heard it in some of the words uh, where you feel like the tongue is hitting the bottom of the lip. Yeah. When they say so, I can't words. stand it. I can't stand it because that's yeah. the thing where it's like they don't do the s sound; it, it becomes a th. Like you have a lisp. Yes, yes, that's yes, exactly yes, what yes. it is. Yeah. And I was just like, as soon as you picked Pan's Labyrinth, I was like, I, I don't want to hear this. I don't. I like. I hate that. And it's yeah. funny because when we did uh, the other movie, we did the platform. That wasn't as noticeable. No, no, it wasn't. So it's that's just their dialect, especially uh, with Spanish. the with the fawn. I heard it more with yeah. the fawn. Yeah, because he's like a traditional theater actor. So it's like yes. it's the old school. That makes a lot of sense. But um, um, yeah, so I just want to say, you know, good job on Doug Jones for learning a language just for a movie, you know, or yes. learning part of a language at least. It it was interesting because it looked like he was made out of tree bark, mm-hmm. and uh, this is why I think this movie was a big hit when it came out. Is how is the concept of the monsters mm-hmm. or like the the fairy tale beings mm-hmm. and the perspective that Guillermo del Toro brought to them. So making a fawn look like that, I feel like he took the, um, like, you know how, like, the devil looks in, like, Satanism or, like... Like the goat with the hand up and all that. Yes, exactly, yeah. I feel like it's a combination between that, one of the trees from Lord of the Rings, and then, like, a fawn. Mm -hmm. And then that's what Guillermo del Toro created. Yeah. And And it looks really cool. Yeah, no, it it looks really cool. And it, I, for practical effects, this thing is amazing. Yep. 
I was gonna say like, like it. That's I. It won awards for uh, a couple things. I don't know if that was one of them. Um, see if oh, I'm sure quick. they won for like costume and shit. Cause like the practical effects alone was just amazing. The yeah. only thing they did CGI was the fairies. In the Academy Awards, uh, they won three. They were nominated for six awards. They won three. They won best cinematography, best art direction, mm-hmm. and best makeup. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that just speaks to how well... Um, yeah, the cine- cinematography was really good. Yeah. <clears throat> that The scene when she goes and meets the... What's that? The old man? The, the, the one with the eyes? eyes? Pale yeah. man. He was the pale man. Also yeah, Doug the pale Jones. Man. Yeah. <clears throat> that was amazing, too. The That was creepy looking, man. The architecture, the way the scene was shot yeah. when she was walking through and then everything. Yeah. The colors... And then they had the the table from the platform. What's up? Oh, the, yes. <laughs> with all the food just sitting there. I'm like, that's what's on the bottom floor. It's the pale man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what's on the top floor. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, like like you were saying, so she goes down, she sees the fawn. Yes, yeah, she meets him. Yeah. He tells her who she is. Um, he's like, you have to complete these three tasks um, to be able to go meet your father, the king. And to live eternally with him, or and if you don't, you this is the last portal. You will be stuck in human form forever. Uh, you will age like a human, and you will die like a human. Mm-hmm. So she 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 goes. She's like, all right. He gave her this book. He's like, this book will tell you what each task is and when to do it. You have to do all three tasks before the the new full moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes. You could only look at the book when nobody's around. <clears throat> yeah. I actually didn't catch that, but it makes more sense now. Exactly. That's why, yeah. from the beginning of the movie, every time it was just like, anytime something supernatural happens, yeah. she's either by herself or it's something that can be explained as some as a child's imagination. Then yeah. That's why it was like, when it was just like, nobody could be around, I was like, okay, I'm starting to, I'm starting to get this now. But, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, she's like, all right. She goes back. She hides the book. Next day, uh, she goes in to take a bath, opens up the book. She's like... All right, first thing, I got to get this key. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, So while this is happening, the secondary story yep. that's happening around her is that there's this captain is really evil. He's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he kills these two men yeah. uh, for hunting rabbits who they thought they were rebels, but they didn't search them properly. Um, then they, um, they show you, like, the gorillas and how, like, uh, the doctor and one of the servant girls Merce- are helping Mercedes. them. Mercedes. Yes, Mercedes. <laughs> um, they're helping the gorillas. Um, and then there's like that story. The adult storyline is happening while this child's yep. imaginative storyline is also happening. Yep. That she, This is the only way that she can, uh, how I feel, she can cope with what's happening to her life. Yeah. Um, so she... Uh, so all that's happening. What I I feel like I'm just gonna concentrate more on her story. Yeah, like the other one. It's yeah, I mean, it's kind of like just it's your typical World War Two story. Pretty much of cruel. There's a few. Fucking, there's a few key elements which I figure we could touch on when we get to them. But yeah. other than that, there's really not. Yeah, much. it's like your cruel Nazi-like police. Yeah. the people are fighting back, betrayal, yeah. cruelty, torture, blah blah blah. Um. So she goes, uh, so there's a party happening, um, and so uh, friends of the captain are coming to meet the mother, like the the lady. Let's see if I get her name, because it's upsetting me, I can't remember They got um, new supplies, whatever, and um, <clears throat> so she she gets this new dress and new shoes. So she goes off to... After she takes a shower, she puts on a dress and her shoes. She goes off to do the first task. Her, her name, uh, Ophelia's mother's name is Carmen. Carmen. Okay. San Diego. Um, so we, so she goes off to this tree. She takes off her dress, puts it on a branch so it doesn't get dirty. Mm-hmm. Her shoes are already muddy. Uh, but then she goes into this tree stump uh, to look for a key. And she's going through and then there's these giant fucking cockroaches that really like i was like why is this happening 
but whatever. So she's going through, she's going through, and then she meets this giant fucking toad, like as big as her, mm-hmm. that eats these cockroaches. Yeah. And then she has a couple in her hand, and then she's kind of like waving in front of them. She, the, the thing grabs one that was on her face, and then she's like, oh, you eat these. And then she grabs a couple, and she like feeds them to him. And then he eats, then he burps. Yeah. And then the well, second time he burps, he burps so much. He well, burps. there was a there was a thing. Her her mission was to give the toad some type of uh, stones, gemstones, or something. The the fallen had given to her, uh-huh. and that was her mission to make sure that the toad eats these so she could free the tree or whatever. So oh, she has okay. those, and that's when she notices that one of the, like the cockroaches when it balls up, it looks like that same exact stone thing. Yeah. So when she like holds it out, the toad thinks that they're all like the cockroach. So he eats them all, and then that's what causes him to vomit himself. Yeah, he literally vomits himself <laughs> out of into his body, like a puddle. <laughs> and then you see the little cockroaches in there, and then you see a key. She grabs the key, and then she comes out. Yeah. I just want to say that's, that's one thing I thought was cool. Like when he vomited himself, it was gross, but um, the fact that you see like all of his insides come out, and then if you look back at like his outer like i guess skin or whatever mm-hmm. you see it like deflating and going yeah. down it's just like a pile of just like just skin there and it was like it was crazy yeah but yeah so she gets the key she goes out it starts raining she's all wet now and muddy and, and the clothes the dress. clothes fell off the a branch and they're all muddy and destroyed yeah. yeah so she comes back to the party like her mother's upset um you see how the father treats the mother in front of his guests yeah. you see how he's uh like his thought process someone tells him a story about his father uh, and a watch and i'm just like okay and like when he died like he stopped the watch so 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 his son knew what time he died yeah yeah and then um throughout the movie you see him working on his watch too yeah we'll come back to that because it's important at the end um like the father-son relationship yeah um because he's very adamant about having his sons be born safe yeah <clears throat> and at one point the the mercedes asks him she's like how do you know it's a, it's a boy and he's like oh it's the doctor come on. the doctor oh the doctor yeah. the doctor he's like how do you know it's a boy and he's like come on yeah yeah so he's like you know you yeah. know how i do uh i did her to the south with a bowl of lemons uh, was that how it goes i don't know what you're saying uh how i met your mother don't remember, remember Marshall yeah, and I don't, uh, I don't remember that specific Lily joke. Trying to have kids. The yeah. father was like, "You do this to this." I do remember this, and then and then and then the uh, mother was like, "You yeah. do this to this, and you get a girl." And they were trying to, yeah, yeah. And their yeah. stuff was like canceling each other out. They thought, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, love that show. Um, so yeah, so that's happening. You see how he treats the mother and whatever. The mother's getting even sicker now. Yes uh they wake up the next morning her mother has like a a bad stomach cramp and she starts bleeding the daughter's really worried she misses her opportunity for For her second mission for her second task yes the second mission and the fawn yells at her and he's like my mother was sick and she's he's like i don't care like you got to do these missions absolutely like like necessary no matter what happens like you have to like you're a princess and blah 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 and then he's like uh he's like i'm going away now and i'm not gonna help you anymore no no, like no. That. so no? so because she's like I- i'm not oh, no that was the second yeah after so the second one. so yes, she's yes. just like all right i didn't do it because my mom said he's like don't worry about that here take this mandrake root um put it in a bowl of fresh milk and two drops of blood Keep it under her bed, and that's going to make your mother feel better. Yeah. So she does that. Uh, mother starts feeling better. Around this time, the doctor uh, notices that the mother's starting to get better. Um, and the doctor mentions to, uh, what's his name, Vidal? Yeah. The Vidal that the mother should, like, the Ophelia shouldn't stay in the room with her mother. They And that's when they give Ophelia her own room. Mm-hmm. And she's no longer staying with the mother. Um, but, yeah, there's that. Uh just quick note, I think you mentioned already, the doctor is obviously helping Vidal with the mother, but he's working with the gorillas, yeah. as is Mercedes, whose brother is part of the gorillas. And Mercedes, like the captain, yeah. Yeah, and Mercedes <clears throat> and Ophelia start to develop a bond, where she's looking out for the little girl, and Ophelia uh, notices that the doctor and Mercedes are kind of like 
being sketchy around Vidal, and they're mm-hmm. they're talking in secret, and Ophelia notices, but she doesn't think anything. I mean, she thinks something of it, but she doesn't care. She's like, it's got nothing to yeah. do with me. They're like they're they're helping the people that are fighting Vidal, but I could care less, you know. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and after uh, she does the whole thing with the Mandrake Root, that's when she's ready for her next mission. Uh, the the Fawn also gave her a piece of chalk. Yes. To go. I forgot to mention one thing. Yeah, go for it. The 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 weird cricket thing. Yeah. Uh, she's like, "Are you a fairy?" And oh yeah, that's it, it when like it, nods, yeah. and then she's like, shows it. She's like, "But you don't look like one." She shows it a picture of a fairy, and then that cricket transforms into a fairy. Yeah, I was like, "That's fucking creepy." Yeah, that was like one of the creepy moments yeah. in that show, and I was just that like, was Eesh. that was right before it led her to the fallen uh, originally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we forgot to mention that. Yeah, um, because that's important to the second mission. Yes. So when she meets the fawn, he's like, oh, you freed my friend. And then he shows her that he has two other fairies in his little yes. thing Those are his that he gives yeah. her for the the, um, the second mission, the second mission to help her. And now the instructions for the second mission is that to go in, to use the key, to open, well, uh, take to this get, chalk, make a door yeah. to go into this other realm. Yeah. To then unlock a, a certain door with the key to get basically this item that you're going to need for your third and final task. Yeah. And then he also gave her um, a, a hourglass. Yes. Uh, that has a certain time limit where he's like, well, you do after you open the door, you put the time glass, and then once the time runs out, the door is going to close. Yep. So she opens the door, she yeah. puts the time glass, she goes one, in. One more thing. Sorry. Also, the most important part of the mission, there's a table with a lot of food, oh, the most yes. food you've ever seen. Whatever you do, do not eat the food. You cannot Absolutely eat the food no matter what. Absolutely do not eat anything. Yeah. Uh, as so she opens the door, which was really cool. I like the way that happened. Yeah. Um, she goes into this realm with like these nice architecture arches and like barrel vaults. It's all like reddish. Um, she walks through. She comes to the table <clears throat> with uh, with all this delicious looking food. And at the end is the pale man. And he's just like sitting there with hands on the table. Yeah, it's, it's just this creepy, he's, he's just, literally pale man. Bald, no eyes, but he has these two little holes. They look like they would probably be nose holes, like nostrils, yeah. but way too high up on his head. And he just has a mouth. And yeah. he's got these creepy looking hands. Long fingernails, and in front of him, there's like this one plate with these two little like marbles, two little white marbles. Yes, and then also he's just like really, really like his skin just sags. Yeah, it's like he Ric looked- Flair when he was fighting against Shawn Michaels uh, in his last match, and it was just <laughs> it was sagging more than that, bro. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. It's like old man at the gym sag. Ric Flair, man, I'm telling you. So she goes, she opens the, um, uh, to one thing we also got, we keep forgetting too much things. That's what I'm saying. It's like, this movie is weird. It's like, I feel like the plot almost doesn't even matter to this movie. So, so because she messed up her dress and things like that, her mother makes her go to bed without supper. Oh yeah. And then she goes and does the second. I didn't even think about that. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she goes in. She sees the man. He's just sitting there. She opens the right door. She, she, there were the fairies were telling her to open the door in the center. She's like, no, it's this one like, on you, the left. You dumb crickets! It's the one on the left. She opens it. She sees the item. She gets the item, and then she's walking out. She stops right in front of the grapes. Now these grapes look some, fucking those delicious. Are some big grapes, bro. They were big. They had like condensate on them. They you know they were the kind of had like those re- the really big seeds on the inside though that you had to yeah, spit them yeah. out. It would have been annoying. It was one of those grapes. Yeah. Um, and she's like, "I'm hungry." They were trying to like the fairies are like, "No, no, no, you can't do this." Yeah. They're not speaking, but you know yeah. you can see their mannerisms. They're they're tinkerbelling it where she doesn't yeah. speak. She just makes noises. And then the, she keeps shooing them away. She takes one grape. She eats it. Yeah. That's when the when the uh, pale, pale man. man starts to move. Yep. And then she takes another one, and while she's taking another one, about to eat it, his eyeballs like awaken. Yeah, like you find out them, that the two marbles in front of him were eyeballs. Yeah, he puts them in his hands, yep. and that's when he puts his hands on his head to like see. Yeah. Um, and then he starts going after her, 
the fairies attack two of the fairies attack him while another fairy grabs her and tries to run he grabs one fairy he just bites it in half mm-hmm. and then starts eating it and then grabs an- the second fairy bites that in half starts eating it yeah. and I'm, the little girl's I'm running jump in real quick um, you also find out right before this happens when she first walks in, there's like different drawings and depictions of the pale man eating children. So that's oh, yes. one thing to be afraid of right off the bat. You know, he eats living things. Um, also, fun fact, since Doug Jones played the the, the fawn and the um, pale man, um, some people believe that it's, uh, it's, fe- it's feasible to uh, think that the fawn is the pale man and the toad in different forms so that Pan can perform her tasks. Ah. So that's another thing. That's that's one reason why they say Guillermo del Toro picked Doug Jones to play both those roles, and he couldn't do the Toad, obviously, because it was CGI. Yeah. But um, supposedly it's all part of the Fawn's plan to like make sure that she proceeds and gets these tasks done. That she's playing, that he's playing these roles. And there's one point where it's almost believable because when uh, Ophelia earlier on she speaks to Mercedes. She says, hey, I saw a fairy last night and uh, and a fawn. And Mercedes is like, leave me alone, girl. I'm trying to milk this cow. No, she's like, <laughs> she's like, I don't believe in such things, this, that, and the other. And then she's like, when I was growing up, my mother always told me never to trust fawns. Yes. And because the fawn has this grotesque, scary-looking demeanor, you, you, it almost makes you think, well, maybe he's not a good guy. You know, maybe he is. Yeah, that's what I thought as yeah. well. I thought, I was like, this fawn is... Uh, not working for a father he's making sure that she like completes these tasks sorry completes these tasks she has to do her taxes. Tasks, these tasks are meant to um maybe it's not do to the do opposite of, yeah 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 it, to do the opposite to keep her here yes um so she so she she starts running the monster's following her and then the door closes because she ran out of time mm. So she grabs the chalk, it breaks, and then she's like, what the fuck do I do? And then she, like, realized she could open another door. So she opens another door in the ceiling because she had brought in a chair. So she stands on the chair. She opens a door in the ceiling of the the realm she was in, pushes it open, jumps up, and then there's this suspenseful moment while she's, like, trying to climb out. And then the um, pale man is almost there. He's going to grab her. He's just, like, swiping at her. And then she makes it out, closes the door, and then you can hear the the pale man like hitting on the floor, mm-hmm. um, and he's still growling and whatnot. And doors like the the door of the realm is closing, mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting. And then, um, yeah. So after this happens, uh, she goes back to the fawn. She gives him the um, uh, turns out to be it's a, like this dagger. So she gives him the dagger. She's like, "I'm sorry." He's like, "What happened?" He, she's like, "I disobeyed." Oh no, no, uh, it was the 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 fairy rat. The fairy. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's yeah, funny because since the fairy doesn't speak, yeah, it's like the fawn's just like, "Okay, so I got the thing," and then the fairy just hops up on the fawn's chest, and she, fairy's just like pointing at him, pointing at the girl, and saying all these things, and then he just looks at the girl, and is like, "You disobeyed me." <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, I told you. He's like, you're not listening. And then that's when he tells her. He's like, he's like, I'm not gonna help you anymore. Yeah. He's like, you're gonna, you're gonna be stuck to stay in this human realm. You're gonna be forced to live on as a human, and nobody's ever gonna remember you, and nobody's gonna remember us either because you failed yeah. this mission. You disobeyed. This is your punishment. This is what. And you then get. he kind of like steps in the shadow and disappears. Well, that's what made me think about him being like part like a devil. It's not even that. He he did this weird thing. I didn't like this because I remember this specifically. He didn't just step in the shadows because you still see the silhouette because there was a window behind him. He kind of just like does one of these where like he crouches down, but you could still kind of see him. So I was like, you're still there. <laughs> and then they cut to the next scene. I was just like, he's just, just staying in that corner now. <laughs> I don't know. My bad eyesight. He disappeared in the shadows then. I was no, I was bad because it was like he just crouched down and he was like, so did he just stay there until she like he waited for her to fall asleep and he just opened up the door, and walked out, like what happened? Yeah, maybe <laughs> I don't. Know. Well, that's the thing because he comes at, uh, when he uh, so other shit happens in the in the real world uh, to her mom and to the captain. The the rebels attack. They grab their supplies. The captain is now suspicious of um, traitors in his midst. Yeah. Um, well, not Mercedes specifically, but yes, you're right. Just people. Yeah, um, because of the uh, the lock on the 
the the barn where the supplies are was unlocked instead of like broken yeah and there was supposed to be only one key and then they go and attack the gorillas they kill some of them they grab one they torture him he's uh he um he he, he kind of talks a little he bit talks, but he, he he had a stutter like he had like a little mental illness yeah. so he didn't say much the doctor comes in to look at him after they torture him. Well, before that, he, when they went to go after the gorillas, they found a, a vial, and that's when he, it was a vial of antibiotics, and he knew. Yeah, that, that was like all the way in the beginning. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. But it's like he knew that one of the gorillas was injured. Later on, when uh, he he goes after, I mean, he's torturing the stuttering man. Um, he brings the doctor in to like kind of work on patch him, him up, yeah, so that he could go back to torturing him. While he's doing this, he's looking through the doctor's things, and he finds the same exact vial. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I can't, I can't trust this guy. And uh, so when yeah. he comes, the doctor ends up poison, giving him a shot that kills the rebel. Yeah. Um, and then um, the, the there's like this conversation that happens between the doctor and the captain. Now he knows the the doctors with the gorillas because of the vial. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's like, you're not afraid of me. He's like, you didn't obey my order. He's like, I don't have to. Yeah, uh, I did what I thought was right, or something like that. Well, and then one the cool thing he said was like, uh, "He's like, I gave you an order that you have to obey." He's like, "I don't obey orders just to obey them. I'm not." He's like, "I don't obey orders just because they're orders. I'm not you." Yeah. And then that's when he he starts walking off, and uh, and then the guy shoots him in the back. Fidel shoots him. Yeah. Um. Doctor dies. That's when um, the mother starts going into labor. Mm-hmm. Um. And then he's like, "Get the." Inf- like the infantry doctor and blah 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 yeah. and then uh they find the mandrake root on where where that was have we that. seen mandrake roots before was it harry potter maybe it was I in remember, harry potter i've seen them in like video games and stuff yeah i remember specifically seeing them in a movie before i'm not sure to be honest with you i think it was harry potter but um this is actually before uh where they find the mandrake root is before she goes into labor that's where uh Ophelia goes under the bed to, you know, feed the mandrake root because it's like a living thing. It sounds like a baby. Um, Vidal walks in. He sees her. He drags her out. He sees the mandrake root. He's like, what's going on? He gives it to the mom. The mom tosses it in the fire. And then you see it screaming and crying. This was after the fawn had given up on Ophelia. Yes. And uh, then skip forward to what uh, you were talking about where the mother's going into labor. And, uh, yeah, pretty much as she's having the baby, she uh, she dies while giving birth. Yes. So now her mother's dead. Uh, she's an orphan. Her father doesn't, her stepfather doesn't really care for her. He has the son that he wanted. Yeah, that's all I needed. Um, and he tells the infantry doctor, he's like, whatever you do, uh, save the boy. I don't care about the mother. Yeah. Uh, save the child. Um. Yeah, so after that, the gorillas like attack they're attacking the uh well the um he finds out that Ophi- uh that mercedes is helping the gorillas he takes her to torture her but she always has a knife hidden in her dress uh she uses it to attack him um and she gives him a couple of decent cuts yeah she gives him one of the joker cuts oh, on yeah, his the, face on the too. Mouth. yeah 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 um yeah, but before that, the fawn had came back, but in her room. It was, it was after out that. Of the sh- it was after that? Yeah, because she, she uh, Ophelia goes out. Um, What is it? No, because Ophelia was going to... All right, we're going to have to backtrack again. Um, Okay, so Vidal finds a thing with the lock. He questions uh, Mercedes about something. I can't remember what. And then he tells Mercedes, like, hey... Go and just um, I need you to go check on the supply room for me real quick. He said, "No, go get me a bottle of alcohol." Is that what it was? Yeah. All right. So he poured her a drink. Yeah. So then she she gets up, she walks away, or she starts to walk away, and he stops. He's like, "Wait a second. He's like, "You forgot something." She's looking. He's like, "The key. There's only one key to get in there, right?" And she yeah. kind of like looks all worried. And then that's when he he says something else, like threatening to her. And then she's like, "Okay, he knows." So that's when she goes, and then she um. She goes to say she's getting everything. She's getting ready to just run away because she knows Vidal is going to kill her. She goes yeah, to she, Ophelia's room and then she's like, "Hey, I'm going to leave." And Mercedes is like, "Take me." I mean, Ophelia is like, "Take me with you. Take me with you." Then you cut to 
her getting ready to uh that's right that's right take she Ophelia. takes Ophelia she goes on a run they catch her outside and that's when they get ready to try to torture her and all that other stuff she cuts yeah, his face yeah so uh, they put Ophelia back in her room yep and uh, that's, that's when, when the fawn, fawn shows comes up. back yep. out of the shadows and then in during the time Mercedes like uh, attacks the captain she escapes into the woods mm-hmm. um the the officers go after her with horses. They catch up. They surround her. But then, like, uh, the reinforcements of the... Um, gorillas. The gorillas had finally came. They attacked those uh, guys. They killed them. Um, and then the captain's, like, stitching himself. Ophelia puts some stuff in his drink. Well, no, that's the thing. The fawn tells her... When the fawn comes back and sees her, he's like, I'm going to give you one more chance. What you have to do is take uh, the baby, the, her brother, and bring him to the labyrinth. And yeah. then he's like, well, he keeps the baby behind a locked room. How can I get to it? And then he's like, just make a door. And he gives her a piece of chalk again. Now, yeah. this is the instance, cause I, and I knew the movie was going to have it. So the whole movie, you're like, okay, it's her imagination. This is her coping with everything that's going on. How did she get behind a locked door? And that's what makes you think maybe this was real. Mm-hmm. that's that because there's every time there's a movie like that they always will put one thing in there that you can't explain and this yeah. was it so she got into this locked room and and you don't know how she does it but then when uh she goes in she sneaks in she has like a little thing of medicine she'd taken from the doctor earlier in the movie puts it in his drink uh to try to poison him but while she's hiding vidal turns around and he sees a piece of chalk just sitting there he's like what's this and that's when you find out okay she used the chalk to get in the room so is this real or is it yeah. her imagination? That's up to you to decide. And then, um, you know, Vidal goes after her. Uh, he sees her in the room because there was she's holding the baby. There was like a lightning thing, or no? They're they're attacking. That's what it is. They're attacking yeah. the area. There was a bomb that goes off, and because of the lighting, he looks in her direction, sees her. He starts going after her. He stumbles because he's been poisoned. Um, and she. I think it was like a sleeping thing. Something like it was that. A yeah. Poison. yeah. So that's when she starts running out, and she's getting ready to take her brother to. Uh, the labyrinth Vidal's going after her and they all run in there um the labyrinth opens up for her so she goes straight to the middle and then it closes right when Vidal shows up um eventually oh then she speaks to the fawn and that's when she's like the fawn's like hey take this baby just chug it and no but he's like uh take this baby you you need to um we need to draw the blood from the baby so that we can open up the realm to the underworld or something like that and that's where you're thinking okay the fawn is a bad guy yeah. And, uh, and then she's like, no, I'm not going to let you cut my brother. And then he's like, no, it's just a few drops. It's like a little pinch. Don't worry about it. That's when Vidal shows up and she's all like, no, he sees her talking to nobody. Yeah. And she's just standing there like talking and holding the baby. And she's like, no, I'm not going to let you do this. And the fawn's like, so you're not going to let me hurt your brother. You're going to sacrifice everything in order to save your brother. This baby that you don't even know. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. He's like, all right, cool. Then he just backs out into the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, At that point, Vidal goes up to Ophelia. He takes the baby, straight up just shoots her right there. Yeah, shoots her in the stomach. Yep. Um, She goes down. She has her arm extended over the hole where she was supposed to put the blood of the baby. Mm-hmm. Her blood's dripping in there. And, uh, yeah, that's when he goes back out the maze. And Mercedes is there with the gorillas, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's he steps out there. He pretty much sees that he's outnumbered like fifty to one. Yeah. Um. He like literally just like holds up the baby to her. Yeah. She grabs him. He's like my son. That's literally all he says. Like he's like Miho, and um, uh, and then she takes him, and he's like takes out the watch, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Can you tell my son?" She's like, "No, he won't even know your name." And then her brother just pulls out the gun, shoots him in the head, Shoot. and then he dies. It was, uh, and it was interesting where he shot him like yeah. right in the cheek, and then you see yeah. like the eye roll and his blood. I was like, that's a pretty cool effect, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like I think he grabs his face too yeah. while his eye rolls back, yeah. and then he kind of just dies. Then he dies right there. And uh, uh, what I liked is that she was like, "He won't even know your name." Yeah, uh, th- that and was that, yeah. And that in that moment yep. that hurt him the most. Yeah, because his whole um, thing was like. He's doing this to carry on the name so that his son knows that his father was this, in his mind, yeah. this noble, you know, soldier and all this other stuff. Yeah. And he's like, no, you're never going to get that. You were, yeah, you were no. a jerk this she's whole time. He's like, he's not going to even know your name. Yeah, he's going to never know who you were, who you, you know, that you ever existed. So then uh, Mercedes and the gorillas, they go deeper into the labyrinth. And that's where they find um, 
not Pan, Ophelia, um, just laying there, and she's dripping yes. blood into the hole. And the narrator had started speaking. Yes. Saying that because she didn't spill the blood of the innocent and rather spilled her blood, she completed the final task. Yep. And then you see her, like Mercedes comes up to the body and then she's like holding her hand. But what Ophelia sees is that she's in like the underworld mm-hmm. um, talking to her father, who we never see. Mm-hmm. But uh, we can imagine that this was her father, her birth father her from father, the human yeah, world. Father, yeah. Because the mother is the same was her woman. mother. Yeah. Yeah. Just was this, with, the, with the blonde hair. Yeah. And then she had a baby. Oh, she was holding the baby? Yeah, I think she was okay. holding the baby. Um, and then the father was like talking to her, and then the uh, they were sitting on these really high chairs. And the whole time I'm thinking, how do you get up there? You know? Uh, I don't know. They fucking Did they come floated. down? Like, I don't know. They grapple. I, that's what um, I was thinking of in this last scene the entire time. I was like, how do you, how <laughs> you know, get like, on the chair? <laughs> the fairies pick them up and put them She down. let them all die. <laughs> <laughs> they came back at the end. So. Um, the fawn came out from behind uh, where the father was sitting yeah. as like his servant. Yeah. He's like, he's I'm the like, silver co- server. <laughs> he's like, you've completed all the tasks. Um, you did great for not spilling the blood of the innocent and spilling your own blood instead. Um, and then you see three fairies. So I don't know if it's like two different fairies or the same fairies, yeah. but you see three fairies like flying around. He bows down to her. Her father congratulates her for doing this. And this could be like her version of heaven Mm -hmm. or her mind uh, coping with her own death um, and and fulfilling this fairy tale that she was building um, to escape from her stepfather, from the situation she was in. And then her final escape was death. Uh, But her mind was building up this fairy tale realm. Yeah for her brain to escape to while she was dying. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah. And then it. she dies and, and then the movie ends. Yeah. Um, that was it. Um, so overall, I, I did not expect this movie from, from the, first of all, from like the name, mm-hmm. from the pictures that I have seen in movie posters, mm-hmm. And from what people said. What were, you, what were you expecting? What I was expecting is actually someone going through a labyrinth. Okay. What, so so in the sense of like you enter like this labyrinth mm-hmm. um, and then you, you, you have to go through it and then you're meeting these different monsters having to do different things to get away from them. And then your goal is to get out the fucking labyrinth. Yeah, man. You need to watch trailers. Um, so that's what I thought <laughs> was happening because of the monsters that we've seen. And I thought there would be more um, monsters and stuff like that. And, like, I, I thought it was kind of kind of like a, a Hellraiser type what? thing. <laughs> you know how in Hellraiser they were in, like, this different oh, world? I don't remember the Hellraiser movies that well at all. Me neither. Yeah. But they were, like, in this different world and, like, they were meeting all these crazy shit. So I thought there was just this, like, when you enter the maze, you enter, like, this different realm. And then you have to, like, navigate the maze and avoid these monsters and shit like that. Know, That's what I, I thought. Where Pan's your mind goes when, when you hear about these. This abilities. is this is my imagination. I am that child. So right? this is the world that I'm thinking. What, what of. are you What are you coping with? Like the fact that you don't watch trailers. Like life, man. <laughs> I'm coping with life. So when you, shit's so real out when here. You, the first time you were ever gonna watch Rocky, did you think it was about a, a pebble rolling down a hill? Like. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, I think I saw trailers for Rocky, and you talked about Rocky too much for me not to know what the fuck that movie was about. <laughs> but, oh, um, but yeah, it's uh, and the and the whole thing with the platform, the way you explained it, was not what I pictured. I purposely didn't want to explain too much. That's one yeah, of those things and, where it's like if you want, my mind watch jumped trailer. to one thing yeah. instead of what it was. So, and I didn't watch the trailer again. So. And I'm gonna keep not watching. Trailers. I might. It's I might have gonna... to. Uh, this might have to be a segment where it's just like, before we actually go through the plot, we might have to have you explain what you thought the movie was before we start. <laughs> I'm down for that. Because <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like you're gonna be wrong every time. If, if I don't already know what it was, well, then yes. I'm, for me personally, I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to pick. I feel like when it comes to movies. Um, I feel like I've watched more movies than you. I could be wrong. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So it's like for the most Not part. Not wrong. You're right. You, you definitely watch more movies. For the most part, I'm going to try to pick movies that I think you haven't seen. 
and I okay. and I'm curious to see how you think about them. So I'm okay. going to pick a few I've seen and a few that I haven't seen, but I want to. But for the most part, okay. I'm going to try to make sure I pick stuff that you haven't watched. All right, sounds good. So it's like that's why like I'm I'm not going to worry about you already knowing it. I'm I'm just like I said. I mean, I'm very curious as to as to what you think. Like if I picked Rocky too, is it going to be two pebbles? Going <laughs> downhill. One's named Rocky. Two birds with one Apollo. stone. Um, <laughs> so my review of the movie. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. It it wasn't what I expected, mm-hmm. but I still enjoyed it just because of the um the practical effects. Uh Guillermo del Toro did a really good job with them. Uh I enjoyed the story. Um it was uh it, it was like a real world story with like a fantasy thrown into it, which is which is I like it because that's kind of like how Hellboy is, right? Hellboy is like in also in like the World War 2 type. Yeah deal when he they first found him and nazis again i want to say doug jones is in that too uh he's in everything um so i i I really do enjoy that like a little uh mysticism slash sci-fi slash um mythology and thrown into like real world stories um and yeah I, i i enjoyed it a lot um still think pan's labyrinth is a poor title choice because just called it ophelia's labyrinth or named ophelia pan I mean, but it wasn't it wasn't her labyrinth it was the fawns that's why i like the spanish name of it a lot uh yeah. labyrinth yeah. of the fawn the fawn's labyrinth that yeah. makes the most sense to me yes but I think people wouldn't understand what the the fawn was so that's why that's he named why he it went pan. pan yeah but you could have just named the fucking fawn pan they could have no, but my name is the wind and the tree. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> stupid ass fawn. Oh, you know, and another thing is that that fawn had restless leg syndrome. He <laughs> <laughs> really did. He moved every time they lot. backed up because they didn't show his legs that often. Whatever he did, he had that one leg just shaking. <laughs> uh, but um, but uh, so what you think of the movie? Um, all right. So I saw this in high school. And I remember the movie was like it was okay. It was interesting. And this is the first time I've seen it in its entirety in one sitting. And uh, I don't know, man. Just going in, I was just like, the the effects were cool. And I mean, the practical effects, like the way the fawn looked, the way the pale man looked. And that was it. Uh, I did not like the story. <laughs> um, Damn. I did not like the, uh, the fantasy part or the real world part. Um, the fact that we went through the plot... And we felt that there was so much that was unimportant that we didn't need to discuss as an indication of how much the plot didn't matter in certain parts of this movie. Well, I think overall it did matter because her her story was happening because of the real world story. Yes, but at the same time, it's like it's one of those it's it's a movie where it's just like you can go ahead and let's say somebody wants to watch the movie or somebody wants to know what's going on, but they don't feel like watching the movie. And they would just like, here, explain it to me. You can go through that entire movie and never mention the, like the real world stuff. You'll mention like two tidbits and that's it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you could just stick to the fantasy <clears throat> stuff and you don't even have to do it. It's like, you don't even have to mention the frog. You, you're going to be like, Oh, and then she, yeah, she is like, yeah, she has to get this, uh, this key. So she does this one thing with the frog. She gets the key, whatever. And then you just jump to the next thing. Like there's a lot of parts of the story that you could just skip around and it doesn't matter. That's why it's at the end of the day. I was like, it's, it's at best, this movie's okay. Well, again, for the context of its time, I think it was, it was a good movie. It was, um, <clears throat> especially with the effects, it was great. Uh, I I don't know. I still enjoyed it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, to me, uh, it's like I I you know me the the era in which the movie comes out means nothing to me. I, I yeah. watch movies from it's, any time I, period. Well, no, I understand you watch movies from any time period, and that doesn't bother you. But I think the context of the time the movie comes out in is very important because just the perspective of people in that time was different. So the movies reflect that. And you have to keep that in mind while you're watching the movie. Yeah, because but to me, 2006 is is not much different than 2016. Like to, in in terms of movies, okay, in the effects, movies, like in terms of CGI and stuff like that, things have gotten yes, better. Yes, that's great. practical effects. Yes. Has it really gotten that much better since then? 
I think it was better back then. But because now they rely more on CGI than yeah. But but what so. I'm saying is like the effects were great. The makeup was great. Those are the only things in this movie that I consider great. Okay, you know, I mean, that's fine. I yeah. I liked it so. Um. Rating. What do you give it? Hmm. The last one was seven, correct? Yeah. The platform was a seven. So, if that's a seven... Pan's Labyrinth is... See, I'm not going to compare it to that movie. I know, I'm not comparing it, but I'm just trying to say, if if I think that that is a seven, and I like that movie a decent amount, compared to this movie that I think is like just okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay, so know, for man. my rating, yeah. what do you want to do? <clears throat> I'm going to give it a 6.5 because uh-huh. I really did enjoy the movie. Yeah. I, I really did like the special effects, and I can see how this movie paved the way for Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy. Well, Hellboy like, came first, I think. Did it? I'm pretty sure it did. Oh, shit. <laughs> Good job. Change your rating to a two now. No, no. I got to check. I'm pretty, I'm, uh, I'm like, I'm very, very certain. Because this is 2006. Just check when Hellboy came out. Uh, Hellboy came out in 2019. <laughs> oh, that's the new one. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 2000, wait, Hellboy movies. I believe it was 2004. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's weird because there's... Oh, okay. So, Hellboy came out in 2000... Okay. Hellboy 2. When did Hellboy 2 come out? Um, probably... Because I'm thinking of the scene when in Hellboy 2 when uh, they go into that underworld. Yeah. The, see, yes. So, I was right, but I wasn't picking the right Hellboy. Okay. So the scene that I was thinking of is remember when Hellboy I opens didn't watch up the that Hellboys. They, they look stupid to me. Okay, so in Hellboy two, there's a scene where Hellboy opens up this uh, like door to an under like a monster mm-hmm. underground market, and then you see all these different practical effect monsters, and I can see how Pan's Labyrinth led to that okay. scene. I get that. And um, so I thought that that part was amazing, and Hellboy Two was really good with the the Golden Army, and the the whole mythology of it as well mm-hmm. reflects the mythology that he like th- the same type of pattern, right? Because he he built up the mythology of the Golden Army and like these elves that made them, um, like all like the the elves and they had the trolls make them and then blah 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 and then the the crown controls them and all this other shit mm-hmm. and only only like b- royalty can put on the crown and control these golems yeah um so it like the, there was like the mythology that he built i can see where it stems from from this movie okay um so that's why i give it a 6.5 cuz it led to his um, exploration of different things and i'm sure if he does keep making these monster movies um it he keeps building upon his mythology mm-hmm. so i i give this movie a 6.5 yeah um i logged that in for you by the way thank you 6. sir 6.5 um all right so i'm i'm torn between a 4 and a 4.5 <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say go four point five. Yeah, I don't know, man, because it's like, because then I feel like if it's so, below five, it almost seems like I hated it. I didn't hate the movie. It's, it's why it's like, but I there's a lot I did not like. Like I I said, the only things I actually enjoyed were the uh the the if practical you do effects. Like a four point five and my six point five. That's an eleven. It gives it a five point five, right? Hold Average. on. So you you just want me to pick the score just so that we have a because if you pick like a four and then my six point five, yeah. that's like a ten point five. So the average is like five point two five. I'm I'm leaning towards that four now. <laughs> <laughs> you just go four point five, man. Oh um, man. Um. Yeah. I'll give it a four point five simply because, like I said, I didn't hate the movie. 
but yes, you know, and but we hate math. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's just those effects. It's uh, th- that was really it. That was the only saving grace for this movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For you. For me. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, that makes the overall rating a five. Correct. Uh, five point. I'm sorry. Five point five. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's right in between. All right. Um. All right. So that's our rate and review for Pan's Labyrinth. Um. We will, uh, the next, I think last time we kind of gave a hint that it was going to be this movie for the next one. Yeah. But the next movie will let a fan pick. Yes. Um, most likely one of our close friends that listens to the podcast. And then after that, Danny will pick a movie and then I'll pick a movie. Yeah, so we're we'll going to try to keep order. going in that format. Yeah. So we'll see what movie gets picked by uh, one of our fans. Um, and then we'll make another episode and you know and and i just i just want to say something like it's gonna be rough it's because since we're letting you guys pick so our what we try to do is we try to pick a movie that we know we can easily access on some type of streaming platform both of these things are available on netflix yeah so netflix hulu disney plus um the more the more amazon prime yeah the more common like streaming things you could think of or if you could find it on something like basically for free yeah. So if like let's say what's what's like on Roku yeah, or exactly. for free or you know any any free streaming service that's available yeah that way we can watch can it and it people legally. who were yeah. listening to the podcast and want to also have you know their opinions uh, as they're listening to ours they can also access it as well um so try to do that and I know it's not going to be easy because not everybody knows what movies we've watched so if we do if you do speak to us you just something we're like hey I already saw that or let's or maybe that doesn't fit and don't just don't just pick something dumb don't i just i don't want you to be just go out there and you just like i don't even know i don't even know what's a dumb movie but <laughs> whatever yeah. um thank you for listening to another episode of rate and review mm-hmm. we hope you guys like this movie or um somewhat liked it i hope you i hope uh, you enjoyed the discussion Yes, and I uh, hope you also enjoyed our take on the movie, um, our retelling that we jumped back and forth in the plot so much. Um, and uh, tell us your rating of Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, let us know in the comments. Anything else, Dan? Um, no, man. Uh, it's definitely something I suggest everybody watches because I feel like I think everybody could get something different out of it. And yes. it, that's that's one thing I guess I could appreciate it. That that's where the point five comes in. If anything, <laughs> that's where it comes that in. I had to convince you of. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, thank you for listening, and have a great week.